Welcome to the Caring Advisor Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Elizabeth Brickman, the Caring Advisor. Would you like to experience financial happiness? As a former finance professional credentialed in biblical finance, I want to help you close the gaps, heal the hurts, and put God at the center of your finances. Welcome to today's episode, and I have with us today as our guest a very special person, Robert Bralia, who happens to be my brother. And we're going to talk today about bad guys of the financial industry and how to avoid them. Hi, Robert. Welcome hello, to the hello. podcast. <laughs> this is our first time doing a remote podcast because you are in New York. And tell us what you do in New York. So my practice is um, fairly traditional, private wealth management. Uh, the, of course, invest people's money and solve their problems, I think. And that's the, the, the key, I believe, to do what I do is uh, things come up in everyday life, uh, financial problems, uh, all sorts of things. And uh, I, I seem to be able to to find the right solution. And I've been doing it long enough to know when I don't mm-hmm. know the answer that I need to find an expert who does. Well, Robert, uh, everyone, has been in this business since the 1970s. So he is a highly skilled and experienced. And he's one of the big guys in the industry. I think he manages about a quarter of a billion with a B, a dollars of assets of clients. So we can trust that he knows what he's doing. But there's another reason we can trust that, and that is my brother happens to be a Mensa genius. I remember, Robert, when you were little, and I think you were in, I don't know, first grade or or somewhere around there, and they were concerned because you were not acting like the other kids. So they thought they better have you tested and see. They didn't know if you were developmentally challenged or what was the problem. And it turned out the problem was you're a genius. (laughs) (laughs) You're different. And so uh, I am so thankful that God blessed me with a genius brother um, who could help me in all kinds of things. Uh, when I first got my start in this industry, you were there for me all the time. Back before I got my start, when I was in my tax practice, you used to fly down to Florida and help clients with their needs. So thank you for that, honey. I really uh, I really thank you for that. So That was a really fun time. It, it sure was. So today I wanted to share with our listeners more about bad guys. And tell us about one famous bad guy. Oh, yes. Here's a name that that everyone knows. Um, and uh, it's Bernie Madoff. Oh, boy. And people wonder, you know, how, how did he get away with it? Uh, mm-hmm. So many very bright people got swindled by him. Um, and there are a lot of answers to that question. But I think the one that people can really be wary of, people can look out for, the thing they can protect themselves against is every time we work with an advisor, there's the advisor, and then there's the company that holds the assets, the custodian is what we typically call them. Mm -hmm. And it's very important 
I believe that the advisor and the custodian be separate entities so that let's say the advisor is cutting corners and you get a statement from them. Well, you should always check that statement against the statement that you get from the custodian, uh, Schwab or Fidelity or, or, or I'm not endorsing anybody, you know, just those are names. So you know what the category I'm talking about. Uh Um, And if there's a discrepancy, you need to ask. One of the ways that Bernie Madoff got away with it is he controlled both. He was the advisor, but it was also his company that was the custodian. So when he changed things on uh, away from reality on his statements, he also changed the custodian statement so that they would agree. And people really had no idea what they had or what they didn't have. Mm, very good point. And uh, Robert, as you know, I had a client mm. when I was a financial advisor before my retirement who had money with me, investments with me, and with Bernie Madoff. And I was very concerned at what the client was telling me was happening. He was earning seemingly preposterous percentages of money. And I said, please bring me your statement. And one day he did. And I was mortified. This statement didn't even look like a statement. It it looked like somebody using an old typewriter or word processor had typed it. And there was something noticeably missing. And you know what that was? The, The assets. There were no assets listed. It just said that the amount he had was whatever that number was, 1.5 million or whatever the dollar amount was. So I said to the client, well, this, this doesn't show any assets that you have. And he said to me, he had been so conned. He said, oh, that's part of his secret. He sells all your assets right before the statement comes out and takes the profit. So this is the amount I have in cash. (laughs) I shook my head in wonder. That is preposterous. What his taxes would have been in a situation like that alone would have been crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's, and and the other thing in looking at that statement is um, the fact that, and you shared this with me, every month his assets went up. No matter what was going on in the world, whatever was happening in Washington, his assets went up every month, no matter what. And we know in the real world that that just doesn't happen. Remember that old adage that your grandmother shared with you, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. So in a situation like that, you really need to dig a little deeper. Um, But that certainly is, is an alarm. Uh, clearly, that maybe this advisor is not on the up and up. Would you share with our listeners how the market really acts? It doesn't go up every month. Explain how it works to the newer investors among them. Yeah, it's really very simply described. We could go into all sorts of technical detail, as you and I sometimes like to do, but, but it really boils down to a very simple thing. The market goes up and the market goes down, but it goes up more. So the best visual that I could create is think of someone with a yo-yo on an up escalator. And that yo-yo is the stock market. It goes up, it goes down, it goes up, it goes down. But the trend is up 
always. The stock market always hits new highs. Uh, sometimes after decline, it could take a few months or a few years or several years. But as long as your planning is in place, and again, you're working with someone who doesn't just pick investments, but does planning for you. As long as the planning is in place, then uh, th then you'll be fine uh, uh, because you'll know that you've got the right reserves, the right things in place for those periods that, that the market goes down. Right. Well, uh, we talked about Bernie Madoff as uh, probably the king of bad guys in the financial industry and probably the most famous bad guy. but. There are all kinds of other ways someone can be a bad guy in this industry. And I, I do want to stress that this industry is loaded with the most wonderful, devoted professionals of maybe any industry. Um, I know financial advisors all across the country who are just the best of the best. But there are bad guys in any, you know, there are wolves in any field of sheep. And I just want to... Uh, name another type of bad guy, and that is fast talkers mm -hmm. or smooth talkers. They always used to concern me. I was always worried about a client listening to one of those because just because somebody says smooth words and is a great talker does not mean that they will do what they say. Would you give your feedback about that? Oh, yes. Um, you know, we shouldn't, as advisors... We shouldn't be selling ourselves to the client. We should be sharing our point of view, how we see things, uh, and and how we plan to plan for them. So, so I, I think a big red flag is if you talk to someone, you meet with someone to interview them, and all they want to talk about is rate of return, this percentage, mm -hmm. that percentage, et cetera. As I said earlier, the market will do what it will do. It will go up, it will go down, and you need to be positioned properly for that. But you want, I believe, to speak to someone that starts asking you about you, about your values, your goals for your money, what you want to happen. Your family, is it college education? Is it retirement? Is it making a big fat charitable bequest one day? What is it that you want your money to do for you? Money is just money. It's just an instrument in between. It's it's how do you see your life? What are your goals? And of course, there's the, the tried and true risk tolerance questions, you know, how much up and down can you tolerate in your portfolio? We know the the more up and down there is, the more you will make over time, but it's not worth it if you're going to lose sleep. So a good advisor has to really discover all of that and, 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 and really understand your life, your goals, and your values. And if they're not asking about that, they may not be the one for you. Well, one thing that used to really disturb me was when, when clients would talk to an advisor who was, shall we say, bragging about the high rates of return that they were able to achieve for their clients. Because if you had a widow or someone who was not well-funded, what kind of risk did that person have to take to possibly get that return in a particular good season? And what was ahead for them in seasons where the market was down. So rate of return is rather low on the totem pole, as they would say, mm. of, of what you should be looking for. Um, Robert, what what other 
bad guy behavior would we have? Well, there's outright a Bernie Madoff type situation. And of course, there uh, is a situation where someone is a smooth talker. Is there anything else that our listeners should be on the lookout for, for bad guys? I, I think you want to have a sense of their individual values and ethics. And that's really, really hard to quantify. You mean the advisor? The advisor ethics. themselves, yes. So um, obviously a referral is, 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 is important. Uh, it's not the only way to meet an advisor, but, but understand how the referral works. Uh, I don't mean a referral, oh, I met this guy at a party last week. He seems like a great guy. And that, that may be fine. That may be a perfectly fine way to meet someone. But I prefer the referral that says, oh, yes, I've been working with this man, with this woman for 10 years, 20 years, etc. And they're really great. I've stuck with them. They've stuck with me through good times and bad times. Uh, that's the kind of referral that I think makes sense. Now, you may not always get that. In which case, uh, or in addition to that, you probably want to, if today, in today's world, if it's possible, to meet face-to-face -face with the person. And I'm a big believer in trusting your intuition. You will, you know, we've all walked this planet, dealt with many people for many years. Um, trust your intuition. In intuition is not a... Uh, unknown thing. There was a very interesting book that, in fact, Elizabeth, you bought from me many years ago called Blink um, mm. by Malcolm Gladwell. And it was about decisions we make in the blink of an eye. And they're not random. His premise is that those kind of decisions, when we size someone up, are the total accumulation of all your life's experience that gets processed in, the, in our supercomputer of a brain too fast for us to really pinpoint what it is that are that are the, the topic that, that are the issue points, but rather just that we we have a sense that this is the right woman for us, this is the right man for us, um, and observe them, uh, have a sense of how they live their lives and how they speak about money and perhaps their family or their life. It, People have varying degrees of how personal they want to get with their advisor, but um, but size people up. Have a sense that they run their life prudently and that the prudent management of your money is not a technique, but rather a part of their life. Well, with words of wisdom like that, I think that we have reached a really good closing point for today's episode. Robert, would you come back and speak with us again? I'd love to. Everyone, thank you so much for joining us. I would love to give you more information about this and every other subject related to our financial confidence and happiness. Just go to my website, elizabethbrickman.com, subscribe, and you'll receive 25 Secrets of Heavenly Financial Wealth. Bye for now. Let's continue our conversation. Subscribe and be notified when the next episode airs. And if this has helped you find financial happiness, please share it. Let's close the gaps, heal the hurts, and put God at the center of our finances. Come visit me at elizabethbrickman.com, where subscribers receive additional content. And thanks to my co-producer and audio engineer, Tyler Harrison. <laughs>